Hey guys, welcome to the Coffee and Coaching Podcast. As ever, we hope you enjoy this episode and take a lot of value from it. And maybe we might be able to make you laugh a little bit too. We started this podcast to help empower and inspire you to take control and create the life that you want to lead. But remember that everything we speak about is just our opinion and shouldn't be taken as medical advice. If you enjoy the podcast, then it would mean the world to us if you could leave a review and share each episode on your social media. The more people that know about how sick this podcast is, the more people we can help. That's enough of that. Let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. So Jack, do you want to start today's episode by telling us about the, the bullshit that you, you experienced yesterday? Hello everyone, we're back again. Um, yes, so yesterday, I haven't done this in a while, um, but I've moved gyms, so I train in a commercial gym now. Not going to name it, because I didn't name it yesterday in the story, because um, it's not about that, and we'll get into this one, tell the story. Jack's um, a who trains in commercial gym now. Yeah, yeah, basically. I just wanted to be the biggest guy in the gym. And it wasn't happening in prophecy because Nathan trains there. So I was like, right, gonna have to go somewhere else. I tried a couple of gyms and there was a couple of big guys in there, and then I found one that was just full of people that were smaller than me. Now I feel great. Uh, no, it's it's closer to mine. And um And you're the biggest in there. So I'm the biggest in there. Let's just, yeah, okay. Look, I'll be honest. That's what it is. I just that uh, my ego was getting bashed in prophecy. Um anyway, getting off topic. So I'm in the gym, commercial gym, and I'm just getting on with my session, having a look around, as you do. And as <coughs> coaches, we were both in-person PTs. You can't unsee, like, you're constantly looking at other people's form and other people's technique, even if not in a judgy way. You're just assessing people constantly because it's just sort of what we do, isn't it? Like, you, you... So I look up and I see a girl lunge walking down a track on, on her phone, and I'd seen her in a PT session earlier on with, with one of the PTs in the gym um, and she's on her phone sort of lunge walking and the lunges weighing they weigh good quality lunges and she's on her phone so obviously if you're on your phone you're not concentrating on the lunge are you look up and the PT that she's in the session with is at the end of the track sat on the floor scrolling through his phone so not only is the client on their phone but the PT who this client's paying is also on the phone, not looking, not observing the fact that the client is is performing an exercise pretty poorly, which is essentially as a personal trainer, not a coach, your whole entire job. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it? That is, literally. You're, you're literally there to show people how to exercise. That's it. And that's, that, for me, that's the definition between personal trainer and coach. Yeah. You're someone who trains someone, then fucking train them. Yeah. Like, you need to be on that shit because that's all you do. If you're not giving out diet advice, if you're not doing lifestyle stuff, if you're not doing anything, once they leave that session, you better be all in on that session. <laughs> if they're not getting anything else, they're just paying for that one hour. Get off your phone. Get off your... You shouldn't even have your phone on you unless you're putting in some thought like tracking their sets or making notes or whatever. And even then you shouldn't be doing it while they're doing the set. It's just, it's fucking mad. I, I was just laughing. I mean, you, you see it in every gym, you even see it in prophecy. But it's just like, and if anyone's listening who is offended by this, you should be offended. 
when I say it, say it to your face, it's, 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 is it malpractice? Is that the word? It's neglect of your client. It's pathetic. Yeah. It's the, the lowest quality of service. If someone's literally, literally paying for your actual time and you're sat there on your phone, what the fuck? You, just, like, just... We are a service, like our, our job, our role, we are a service. You wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine, imagine when we went to London, we paid a lot of money for the hotel. Imagine you, you walked up to the desk and asked and said, tried to check in and she was just on the phone texting with her. Sorry, just give me a second. And then was just texting and then went, okay, what can, can I check you in? You'd be fucking not, furious. Not even that, right? Down to the lowest. So like McDonald's, minimum wage employee who fucking hates their job. They're doing it yeah, for yeah. me to pay bills, right? So they're not there to provide the most excellent level of service ever. They're just there to, to be there for their shift and leave. And we all know that going into somewhere like McDonald's because you're not expecting the, the, the like this high level service. Even in there, if you went in and the person on the till was on their phone while you were trying to order, <laughs> you'd be pissed off, wouldn't you? Yeah. So why in a, in a gym setting, when you're that person behind the till, you're that service, they've paid you upwards of 15 pounds an hour which is double almost the minimum wage most of the time. You're on your phone. Get off your phone. Get off the fucking phone, man. Like, and, and like I said, you can do it, but like I, I'd be on my phone in person, putting stuff in because all, all my client sessions are on, on, on True Coach. You're going to go on your phone and go, right, okay, yeah, have a rest. I'm going to put that in. Yeah, that's fine. I do that myself. If they're doing a set. Yeah. Don't put the don't even put the input in then. Watch them, watch them. <laughs> Otherwise, why are you there? You may as well just go, yeah, give 15 quid. Here's the exercises you need to go and do. I'll um, I'll meet you at the reception when you're finished. <laughs> Literally the same, lad. It's so just, and this this is this is why it's like the that that some PTs struggle to be successful, to to make money, to to change people's lives is because the standards of quality of service is just so fucking pathetically low. Like the reason we're able to achieve such good results, the reason we're able to impact people's lives positively and we've created successful business is because we actually give a fuck about the people that we're coaching. Yeah. We're actually here to do the best that we possibly can for that person. It's not, it's just mad. Right, here's one for you. So when I when I moved from the first gym we started that, and I moved to the first commercial gym I worked at, there was two other PTs working there at the time when I joined, and there was six thousand members. So six thousand potential clients between three people is easy, <laughs> easy money, right? I joined, and within a month, was full. Was the busiest PT in there. Was I a better coach than them? Maybe. Was that the reason I got full low? No. Was my actual ability and knowledge and experience as a coach the reason I got full? No. I went and spoke to people in the gym, paid attention to them and and, and delivered a, a, probably compared to now, a pretty shit level of service, but better than what I was seeing in the gym. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and that was what it, that's what got me clients. Just because people actually see, oh, actually, he's, he's paying attention to me. He's looking at me. He's talking to me during my set. He's not on his phone. He's actually delivering a high level of service. Yeah. 
so I put that on my story, obviously, and then the person who I was speaking about seen it and messaged me. Now, this person doesn't follow me on Instagram and I don't follow them. I didn't actually know what their name was or anything. So I didn't tag them on the story. I didn't mention the gym. I didn't even, I didn't video or anything. I was sat in my car talking about this when I put it on Instagram. Um, so you couldn't really tell where I was. You would have to already know where I train and have been in the gym as it was happening to know who I was talking about. Sent me a message, obviously a bit butthurt that someone had called them out. And they knew instantly it was them because they were like, I don't appreciate you saying this about um, slamming, slamming a person training. So he tried to say that I was having a go with the client for being on their phone while training. Um, tried to then obviously play the, oh, you don't know how hard it is for people to go to the gym. Just getting in the gym is a big achievement for her. Trying to make me feel bad. <laughs> for him delivering a poor quality of service. I don't Audacity. feel bad. I feel bad for your client that if it is such a challenge for them to get to the gym, which it is for a lot of people, we know this, gym anxiety is a big thing, to then go and hand you money and that's what you give them in return. <laughs> I said, so part of the message was this wasn't about your clients. This wasn't even about you. If it was about you, I would have tagged you because we're all grown-ups. If I've got a gripe with you, I'll come and have a conversation with you. This was a gripe about industry standards for coaches. If your client is struggling so much, surely the least you can do as their trainer is give them your full attention for the session. <laughs> like, as a minimum. The bare minimum. The bare minimum that if your client is that uncomfortable in the gym, you can at least give them your full attention. So, wrote back and was um, saying I was being quite pedantic, saying that. We'll tell people about the, the actual reason that he gave for her being on the phone, first of all. Because so she's too anxious to not be on the phone. She had to be on the phone in the middle of her set. Yeah, so that apparently the reason for her being on the phone is that she's got issues going on at home, issues going on personally that means she needs to be on her phone during her set. <laughs> so I asked, I asked him, I just, I asked, I wanted, I genuinely wanted to know his thoughts. That did he think that her risk of injury was increased or decreased by her doing that? And then he was like, well, aren't you being, that's a bit pedantic. It's only walking lunges. Is it? How skilled is that person at walking lunges? Walking lunges are probably one of the most fucking complex movements that there are for a beginner. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not, it, it's, it's fucking triple extension. You've got to control your hip, your fucking knee, your ankle whilst moving. You're not even just in a static position. <laughs> you, you, you literally mm -hmm. move forward. It's so, how many times do you have the clients who falls over? Yeah. At the end of a session. Yeah. Not the first exercise at the end as well, when they're, they're physically and neurologically fatigued. <laughs> so, I was like... I hope this guy listens to this podcast now. So do I. So do I. Um, he said, rather than disagree and use an excuse, I actually agree that it's not good to have phones out. This client's a little different from the majority of clients. 
Um, obviously, can't breach confidentiality, but um, working with her is a lot more relaxed and sociable, which is what she wants right now, which we've all had clients like that that just need they're not going in trying to be a next level athlete. They just need some sort of, they just need someone to guide them around the gym so they feel comfortable working out. Mm-hmm. Essentially, some people, which is fine. But that is part of what, what you do as an in-person coach is, is that arm around the shoulder of going, don't worry about it, let's go and do this. You're fine, no one's looking at you. Mm-hmm. You just get on with it. I'll make sure you're doing it properly. You just get yourself around the gym. Um. So, gone through that. Um, but a generic slamming on on a generic slamming online with no real background knowledge of me here or any factors or barriers places seems to be a bit random. Maybe that's your thing. As another PT said, you've done it to him. Yeah, yeah, I have one hundred percent, and I know who this person is. Called this person out for doing something very similar when I just started coaching because they were stood texting and watching TV while the client was doing a dumbbell press. Again, a very new to training client who was performing the exercise quite badly, which is not on them. Like most people, when they first learn to dumbbell press, will press really, really badly. But you're paying the person behind you to show you how to do it better. So maybe that person you're paying should be probably watching you to help you do it better i don't know that's just what i do i think that's just what isaac does maybe we're maybe we're wrong maybe I don't know. um i see how it could look a certain way um i just found it a pretty easy sleigh for a very generic approach to your observations um and then said, again, tried to make me feel bad by saying I'd rather lift PTs up than try and slam them on social media. Um, We've just said this before the podcast. Your actions today or yesterday have triggered a positive impact on that person's life and all of his clients' lives following this because never again will he be on his phone in a session. And if he is, he's a fucking mucker. And if yeah. he listens to this podcast, he won't be, he, he won't be on his phone again. And so his service is elevated. His ability to change lives is elevated. His ability to make money and create a successful business is elevated. His clients get better results because he's actually watching them what, what they're doing. And everyone's a winner. And we've got a podcast out of it. Exactly. <laughs> I said, and, I, and I made the, the, my final message to him was, was to express this in, in the most clear way I could. Is the... This, again, is nothing to do with your client or their personal problems. And trying to hide behind your client's personal problems to excuse your behavior is weak. Yeah. Weak. Doesn't matter what your client's doing. What are you doing? I've had clients walk out of the gym, storm out, be too anxious, swear at me, shout at me, you name it, I've had the maddest things happen, we all have, doesn't affect how I how I act, mm-hmm. what I do. Doesn't mean, oh, you're on your phone sound, I'll just text on mine then. No, yeah. no. It's, it's your responsibility as a coach to fucking set the standards, set the expectations. If a, if a, if a client is just randomly on their phone in a session, I'll tell them to get the fuck off their phone. <laughs> 
you're in a session we're not here to fuck about on instagram we're in a session ready to work unless you've got to take an urgent call like yeah. and one of my clients is quite fucking ridiculously busy with work at the minute he just started a relatively new business and is smashing it and occasionally has to take a call in the middle of a session but if you sat there on instagram and you're like, what the fuck are you doing get off instagram you dickhead the client lunch walking yesterday was on a was on a phone call lunch walking you could see she had a phone held up to her ear fine like i've got clients i've got a, an in-person client now who comes to our studio and trains um and she's on call so in the middle of a set, her phone will ring and she'll have to stop the set and go and answer the phone. Mm. We stop. Session stops. Go do your thing. That's fine. Come back, session starts again. Mm-hmm. I think we I think we've sort of been lucky in the fact that where we started our personal training career. I think it's very easy to fall into that that, that level of service when that's all you're surrounded by and that's all you know. But we yep. started at a personal training studio where the standards are fucking set very, very high. And if you were on your phone in a session, if you were eating in a session, if you were not watching your clients in a session, you get your fucking head ripped off. And so that has been instilled in us from from day one straight away. So that's all we know. So when we see this this malpractice, it's just like, what? What the fuck? What? Like what? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you, why are you doing that? It blow. It just blows our mind because our level of service is so much higher than what is the industry norm but that's just normal to us and the pts we surround ourselves with and those close in our circle all have that high level of service so all we see is high levels of service and so when we see that it's just it's, it's crazy and this was me this was me leads me nicely on to me me, me me final point in the message was that again reiterated to him that this was not about you personally if it was about you personally, if I seen, even though it's not my gym, I don't work there, I don't coach there, I don't pay rent there. If I seen someone getting someone else to do an exercise that was putting them in danger, like was risking their back, was like, they've got like 60 plates on a leg press and the, and the client weighs 40 kilo and you can see the knee shaking. I'll go over and I'll say, stop. And I'll, and I'll interrupt you and I'll call you out on your shit. You're going to hurt someone. I'll call it out in person. This wasn't about that particular PT. This was an industry-wide gripe that the minimum standard of coaching needs to be elevated. Mm-hmm. And the people who follow me on social media need to be aware that that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. That, that if you're paying for that at the moment, if your PT is doing that, question it. Because you wouldn't... You wouldn't you wouldn't accept it at McDonald's. Do you know what I mean? McDonald's okay, forget your sauce. Your McDonald's forget your food. McDonald's forget all sorts. And it's someone on on minimum wage who hates their job, who doesn't want to be there. And you'd still kick off if they were on their phone when you were trying to order. So why, when you're paying someone way above minimum wage, who should want to be there, who should love their career and job and profession? Why you you ex- accepting that level of service from someone? I'd want someone to pull me on it. Mm. I love when clients pull me on stuff. I've forgot something. If I if I say to a client, yeah, I'll update your training program tonight, and I don't, and I get a message going, you said you were going to do that. Thrive off it, because yeah, call me out on my shit if I've forgot it. Call me out on it. 
Mm-hmm. I'm a big boy. I'll deal with it and I'll be better. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think part of it comes from, and I don't know where, where this person is in, in, in their personal development or what, what, what they've been through or the purpose that they feel in, in their life to, towards helping people. But I think once you understand the impact and the potential that you have to actually transform someone's life immediately, your level of service increases. When you look at your job and your role as a personal trainer or a coach to serve others rather than to serve yourself, oh, this is just my job, I'm here to get some money, I'll coach them, I'll have a bit of a chat and then get off. Well, no, that's fine, but that's you serving yourself. If you flip it and understand that you're there to serve others, your actions change immediately. Your actions are then well, no, you're anxious right now, but instead of me accepting that you're anxious and having to be on your phone, let's have a, let, let's sit down, let's book in an hour call on Zoom and let's talk about why you're anxious. Let's fucking try to aim to fix that. Let me refer you out to, to a therapist or a counsellor to help you deal with that. So then you can come into the session, not have to be on your phone, be able to actually apply attention to the session get better results improve your body maybe that reduces your anxiety maybe that boosts your confidence maybe that transforms your life completely and now you're just on a completely different level simply because you've decided to serve others rather than yourself and then that person's life changes and then they go and tell their mates and then you get more clients and then you get make more money your business transforms and just by switching your mindset about what it is that you're doing you're not serving yourself as a personal trainer you're serving other people so that's that. I think we can put that to bed now. Even just one final point on that, even if you don't care about that and it is just a way to make money for you, surely there's the thought process of, well, if other people see me, what if other people watch that session and see me not paying attention, yeah. they're not going to want to give me money. Yeah. Therefore, I will not make as much money. Yeah. So even if you don't care, if you couldn't give a fuck about that person, they are just a paycheck to you. you you're doing yourself a disservice there anyway because mm-hmm. other people then see that and go, I'd rather pay the guy over there queuing his client and not on his phone. and Actually watching what they're doing. Actually watching what they're doing. Yeah. Um, anyway. It's mad. Hopefully, I feel better for getting that out of my system. I hope whoever he is watch this podcast or listen to it and is now on a different path in his life. And if you are listening to it, don't be offended. I'd just take yeah, some it wasn't about you. Just want you to be better. Just want I, to, just want I you want you to be, to be the best person in that gym. Yeah. I said this to Rach yesterday when I was telling her about it, that I would love nothing more than to walk into my gym and see... 10, 15 PTs, absolutely nailing sessions. You know, like, like cueing people perfectly, setting them up, like checking their alignment, like, like watching Paul from the Muscle Mentors, hmm. like watching that, but like 15 of them doing it. Like, yeah. how fucking boss would that be? Be unreal. It's, so this isn't to fucking knock you and say, oh, stop being, oh, your shit, <laughs> go and fucking quit being a PT. This is like, lad, you could be so much better. Yeah. You could be so good at this. But the 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 way that 
a lot of people will view that. And this is why you got butthurt and you had to DM you and start being all fucking muckety in the DMs. <laughs> because he's got a fixed mindset. He's viewed you calling him out as you attacking him and him failing. And it's just an evaluation upon him as a person and he's not good enough and he's shit and he should stop. It's like if you had a different mindset and a growth mindset and you decided because it's your perception is completely within your, your own control. If you decided actively to use that as an opportunity to grow and become better, then you, you realize exactly what we've just said. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. That's probably not good enough. Listen to what has been said and then actually become better. How many stupid things have me and you done since we started coaching? So many. Where like, you, you like remember the way I used to train when we first started working together? compared to how I train now. Yeah. Like, looking back at him, like, wow, you're fucking shit. <laughs> but it is what it is. You've I got used, it. I used to say, like, I remember when we first, like, went, and this isn't, like, a majorly terrible thing, it was the first thing that popped into my head. When we first went self-employed, I remember I was, like, taking, like, complete beginners to absolute muscular failure and beyond, like, me just having to like spot them and just destroying them and sets and then not being able to walk for like three weeks. And I was just like, <laughs> and I thought that was good. I was like, yeah, you have to go to failure to, to build yeah, muscle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, you, you, it's always just, you're trying to do your best and you're trying to grow and trying to become better. And once you have that hunger to, to, to do that all the time, you actually do become better and you're never stagnant. So tell us about Wim Hof, lad. So put that to bed. Next thing on Monday, if you haven't heard of him, go and look up Wim Hof. He's, he's a bit mad, but he's like interesting mad. Um, he's a bit kind of spiritual, isn't he? He does a lot of breathing stuff and mindset stuff and that. Um, but he's got this challenge, like a cold water challenge. He's mad into cold water immersion, um, like swears by it. He done some, like they tested him because he made these claims, so they, they put it to the test. Put temperature sensors on his skin. I think he might have even had a one up his to check his internal body temperature because that's got to be internal. Um, so that goes somewhere <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and he got in like freezing cold, like ice water and was actually able to increase his, his outside body temperature, like his skin temperature to negate the effects of the cold water, which I don't fully understand why. I'm sure someone can probably explain it to me. Um, but I don't. I just think it's like wizardry, magic, and stuff. It's um, just mad. But he also fought off. Was it E. coli? They injected them with. Yeah. Him and six other people. Um, in a study, they injected them with E. coli and then like measured their blood or something. I imagine when they to to measure their immuno response. Um, and he fought off him and all, all the other six participants. I think it was six. Fought off E. coli, and you've just explained to me why. Um, so I don't think this one's wizardry anymore. I think the they're, they're both the same thing. Yeah. Um the, the the skin increase, the skin temperature increase and the fighting off E. coli is probably just exactly the same thing. Yeah. Because it's this the same mechanism. But for those of you who do not know, we have this chemical called adrenaline. Probably everyone's heard of adrenaline, but if you haven't, it's a thing which gets released when your body is stressed to fuck. So like if you're in a fight adrenaline gets released it increases your your heart rate it increases all of the things that basically allow you to 
to perform and fight and be mentally agile to be able to see better you can hear things better you can you can contract muscles faster when you're training adrenaline goes up if you're in a car crash adrenaline goes up but you can also spike adrenaline by doing by, by actually just doing certain things so cold water immersion is one changing your breathing is one there's there's, there's so many different ways but you can actively go and spike your adrenaline to create these sorts of responses. So I actually learned this on, on Huberman, when you saw most um, Andrew Huberman's podcast, it's called the Huberman Lab Podcast, it's fucking sick if anyone isn't onto it, go and listen to it. But um, if you spike adrenaline through cold water immersion or breathing, and basically stress your body out with something external that you've chosen to do to yourself, adrenaline is actually a trigger to create an immune response. So if you inject yourself with E. coli, it's going to take a while for the E. coli to take a hold of you to start multiplying in enough numbers to then fuck you up. But if you can get injected with E. coli, spike your adrenaline high enough to then create a massive immune response, you probably will fight it off before it takes a hold of you. So I don't know whether he did his breathing techniques, he did his cold water immersion stuff, but that's probably what he did. And I don't know, I can't say that for certain, but that's probably what occurred. And then I imagine, again, I can't say this for sure, but I imagine the adrenaline spike increases your temperature. Yeah, well, if it'll increase your, your vasodilate, won't you? And increased heart rate and yeah. your blood's warm, isn't it? So if your blood's closer to the surface of the skin, Potentially yeah. that's that's played a role in it. Um maybe you just ate a load of food, like a load of protein. You just nailed like five hundred grams of protein before he got in the water and it's just teff was just through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> you just had a you had a um, fucking ghost chili before he just <laughs> <laughs> He shoved a ghost chili up his ass, he came five hundred grams of protein and then spiked his adrenaline and done loads of press ups before he got in the water. <laughs> Uh, no, that's what it was. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I've, 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 I've heard a lot of good things, even just from the mentality, like the mindset side of stuff, like people just feel better from doing it. There's been a lot of bold claims made by Wim Hof and also the other people that have tried it. Um, <coughs> last podcast episode that sort of spiked this for me. Um, Who's this? Russell Brand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was just like, you know what? Rather than sitting there going, oh, I don't believe that, I'm just going to do it and just yeah. see for myself, see what happens, see how I feel. So yeah. from Monday for the next 30 days, 31 actually, because I'll explain mine in a minute, um, 30 days because it's a 30-day challenge, I'm going to do that. I'm going to fill me garden recycling bin up with water and just dip in that in the morning and go live on Instagram and Facebook because it'll be a laugh. Um, watching me in my undies get fucking really cold in the morning and do some mad breathing stuff. Um, and then on the last day, everyone who does the challenge with me, and anyone can, so if you're listening to this and you want to get involved, just drop me a message. Um, we're going to do the challenge and we're all going to meet up and go for a cold water dip on the bank holiday. No, what, lad, I'm going to do it with you. Yeah, man. Yeah. If the bin doesn't work, because I, I think the bin's... I'm not using bad. the bin, lad, to be honest. It's going to be all dirty. And I can't yeah, it's going to be all dirty. If I can clean it out this weekend and it's not too much of a ball ache, I'll do that. If not, I'm probably just going to fill a bath up and just leave it yeah. in the bath. 
I'm just, I can't even, I'm just going to get it. I just call it shower, lads. That's well, okay. that's what I said to most people. I had a couple of people message saying, oh, well, I haven't got a bin or this isn't going to work. I was like, just get a cold shower. Don't yeah. need to make it more complicated Same, than that. Same, lads. It's just... <laughs> Yeah, it just needs, it's that. just that cold shock that we're trying to get um, yeah. in. And then I'm going to run through the breathing exercises maybe once, maybe twice. Nice. How long it takes. It's only 15 breaths, so. Where are we going to go in the to do the cold dip? Um, I was speaking to one of my clients, and she works near Blundellsands. And apparently there's like a jetty there that you can get into the water quite easy. Loads of people go like cold water swimming there. So. Um. Because I don't want to go to Crosby Beach. One, because I don't shove crystals up my arse. And two, because like, <laughs> I think like five people have died in the sea there now. So let's maybe not go there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're probably not going to go out far enough for that to be a risk. But you just don't know. You hit the sand, you sink in. I'm not. I'm not. I think I'd probably survive, but I don't want to be the reason someone else doesn't. So... Probably yeah. just go to like some like Yeah, just a little lake or something. Yeah, like contained water, which is yeah. probably a little bit safer because there's no current and yeah, the bottom's not wet sand. So no, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm We're excited. gonna do that. You're getting involved. I'm excited. I actually did it yesterday anyway on my own. I call a child before we even mentioned this, so I'm gonna go now after we finish this podcast. Yeah. So, like when are you starting it? Monday morning's the first live I'm gonna do. Nice. Well, I'm going to start it today, make it a th- 33 days. I'm going to not start it till Monday properly. I'm not even going to do any practice runs because I want yeah. first live to be my genuine first reaction of fucking Alice is a bit cold. Have you ever done it before? I've been in cold water before, do you know what I mean? Like, I've done, like in the army, we just had to get in the water. It's, so <laughs> I've just never purposely got up in the morning and... Actually, no, I tell a lie. I did. There was a couple of times you'd go away and the showers were cold water, so you just had to get a cold shower. So, yeah, yeah kind of. But obviously just not as consistently as this, with a, with a purpose. It makes you feel fucking boss. And this is actually something I, I got, um, well, I tried to get everyone on the cut to do. <laughs> I don't know if they did it or not. <laughs> but it can actually increase might be interested if, if any of you are trying to lose body fat, it can actually increase your potential to burn body fat. For anyone who's watching, why is there a big fucking massive vein up the middle of me forehead? Can you see that, Jack? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You're like, uh, like a fucking, I think it's a Klingon from Star Trek. On the <laughs> things. The fuck? Do you know what it probably is? I've had two coffees already today. Normally, I would have only had one by now. There you go. You are so sensitive to to stimulants. That's mad, that. Sorry for anyone who's listening. You just thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible interlude there for, for anyone who's listening to it, not watching it. Maybe you go to YouTube and follow me while you're there or subscribe and then just have a look at the big vein in my head. Um, but yeah, so when we, have, we have basically, I could go on for age, so I'm going to make it nice and succinct. We have two types of body fat, white fat and brown fat. White fat is the stuff that you can grab on your body, like your belly fat and all that. The stuff you want to get rid of is white fat. You also have brown fat, which is a different type. It's got a different molecular structure. And when it burns, it creates loads and loads of heat. And it's there as a reserve for your body to keep when you're ridiculously cold. So if you ever get so cold that you might die, brown fat gets burned. 
and that creates heat, which increases your core body temperature and allows you to survive. So that, that's the principle. So if you now go and jump in a cold shower or a cold bath or whatever it is, or you get ridiculously cold, you start to shiver and you release this thing called succinate, which triggers the breakdown of brown fat. And once you've broken down brown fat and it heats you back up, that brown fat, those reserves have to then be replaced. And that comes from white fat. The white fat will then be converted into brown fat. And you've got rid of some white fat, which is the shit that you want to get rid of anyway, just by making yourself really cold for a, for a few minutes. So in 30 days, I'm going to have abs without dieting. Yeah. Because uh, science. And t- t- tell everyone what, we, what you said about your metabolism. And now you're thinking that's bullshit there. And then I just reminded you what metabolism is. Yeah. <laughs> I did the Instagram thing of that your metabolism is, is somehow... Uh, a thing that just is set at a um, <laughs> rate and I have good metabolism or I have bad metabolism. And then Isaac reminded me that I actually understand how metabolism works. <laughs> uh, like you like you quite often do with everything that I come up with stupidly. Like it's definitely the it's definitely the protein that's fucking me digestional. It's probably all that probably all them artificial colours and things <laughs> in the big mix that you cane every day. No. <laughs> um, yeah so obviously there was that so um, people basically for people who don't know what we're talking about there's people who say cold water immersion boosts your metabolism so i'm going to say everything i've just spoken about is about burning more fat that's going on to do with your metabolism your metabolism is how quickly you burn energy throughout the day how many calories you burn basically that is that is literally it um so it doesn't boost your metabolism in any magical way it just when you get in it your adrenaline spikes like we said before because your, your body's under stress your energy will go up you'll feel energized because your adrenaline and cortisol is so high your body's ready to fight so it'll be you'll be fidgeting more you'll talk with more energy you'll move faster you'll just burn more calories simply by being more energetic through the day and that means that your metabolism is increased because you burn more calories so you'll actually probably will just get a touch leaner throughout the, throughout the 30 days if you decide to do it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I do cardio now, so I'm basically a Greek god. But, you know. I've, I've told you I'm starting with, with Ross, with Muscle Mentors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you, well, started with him. Today. Well, it's meant to be today. Has he got you doing cardio? Yeah, he's got me doing fucking... 25 minutes of cardio four times a week, mate. Yeah. I'd be arsed with that. Hey, you need to come and join me on one of my Friday sessions, you know. Yeah. My Friday sessions are horrible now. We fucking haven't gone to jujitsu yet, lads. Fucking hell, I forgot about that. We need to sort that out too. Because there was a guy yesterday, no, Thursday, doing legs. And I finished with the prowler and the walking lunges. And he was in the corner where I do it, just doing shadow boxing. But not kind of shadow boxing. It was like, it was like jujitsu stuff. Yeah. He was like, gotta be easy, 40, 50 years old, shaved head, big grey beard. And he just looked like he looked like if I he, if he wanted to kill me, he would have just had me off. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if it was a fight, yeah, and I went to hit him, I'd be on the floor with like a broken arm <laughs> before I even realized that he'd moved. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this guy, and he was like, you could tell he was he was easy. I think he's probably easy early, early 50s, but he just looked, he looked hard. Yeah. He looked like he, he looked in what fantastic shape. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I need a bit of need a bit of jujitsu in my life. Yeah. To go on with everyone else doing. Everyone, me and Jack decided 
that we want to make a, a small segue into jujitsu and, and and take that on as a little bit of a hobby and just for me to feel a bit dangerous to feel like you could just kill anyone at any moment because it is it is literally that like although it's a game and it's training and all that if you know how to also wrap someone up and choke them the fuck out you no one can ever touch you someone said this to me once and it, it's always stuck with me you can box for five years be really good at boxing and if you have a street fight you might edge someone you might just about edge them in a street fight because they could just land a lucky dick or they could be fast or stronger than you or whatever. But if you know jujitsu and you've been doing it for six months and you're really quite shit at it in comparison to everyone at your gym, but you come up against it, someone in a street fight who's never done jujitsu before, you will absolutely fucking destroy them. You'll maul them. You will be able to murder them if you want to. And that's the power that I would like to feel when I walk around. It's a, it's a sense of being safe. Yeah, that's what it is. Do you ever hear there was a there was a what's his what's his name? Big biggest name in podcasting, bald head, Joe Rogan. Wow. <laughs> um you might have heard of him. Um if you listen to our podcast, you might have heard of him. I think he's quite big. Yeah. Um had that Jocko Wilner, yeah. I think is yeah, it? Yeah. Willing, whatever the fuck. I don't know what his name is, to be honest. He's a he's an ex-Navy SEAL. Yeah. And uh he's a hard man. Yeah. All, all, all SF special forces guys are, are a bit fucking, a bit wired. They're wired differently. Um, but he was asking him about like road rage and like, do people like start confrontations with you? And he was like, yeah, people, people get mad at me. He said, I, I, I don't really, I don't really escalate the situation. I just try and de-escalate the situation. Like I'm not. He said, he said something really nice that I liked. It was like, um, and this stick stuck with me from then. It was like, if someone's getting really if someone's getting that worked up about something that's happened in traffic, they're obviously having a worse day than me. Mm -hmm. He was like, I make good money. I'm happy with life. I'm happy where I am. I'm fulfilled. If you're really this angry and worked up, you're having a worse day than me. You're in a worse place than me. I'm just going to like let this go, try and de-escalate it. But then he said something that really got to me because if you've seen Jocko Willner, he's a scary looking guy. He's got that look. He's got the eyes of like, I'll kill you and it probably won't even affect me. Like, I'll just kill you. <laughs> um, but he said, you know, I'll de-escalate the situation. He said, maybe my face might be saying some stuff that I'm not. <laughs> and that might get them to back down a little bit. But he said, but I'm not aggressive. I won't escalate the situation. I was like, that's what you want. Like that guy in the gym didn't have to say, mm -hmm. all right, you jitsu, I'm going to punch you there. And I'm dead hard. He just had an aura about him that mm -hmm. he can handle himself. Yeah, exactly. And that um, that is, I, I think that comes from as well. There's something I actually speak about a lot with, with my clients, or muscle building clients. If you can create an unbelievable physique, you can tell stories about yourself without even having to open your mouth. I don't know if you've seen... IGTV I did a few a few days, I think it was last week, about the dominance hierarchy. Did you see it? Yes, I think so. Well, you probably didn't, but that's fine. <laughs> I feel like you remembered it. You definitely remembered it if you did see it. But I was basically saying how if you can create a, an unbelievable physique and create a level of confidence and self-assurance and self-respect within yourself, you walk around with better body confidence. 
you speak with more authority, you hold people's eye contact better, you shake people's hands firmer, you create an order around yourself. Did you do an email on this as well? Maybe. I, you, I've read the email, 100%. I remember this. I can't remember. It's a good email. It was when we were in Birmingham. Yeah, we just fly out so much content nowadays that I can't even remember. <laughs> but um, if you can create that, that order around yourself, you've told everyone stories that you're hardworking, you're consistent, you're strong, you deserve respect, and people show you that level of respect straight away. So that person who who was going who was, who was doing jujitsu moves in the corner, you you know immediately as soon as you speak to him that you have to show him a certain level of respect. Not because he might bang it or not, but you just know he's he's of a certain level. Yeah. You can't disrespect him because you'll get found out or you'll get embarrassed by him. And so that has already been acquired to some extent by building a decent physique, but having uh, another string to the bow of jujitsu would be fantastic for me. Following on from that, and a night, probably a nice little a little interesting fact to round up today's podcast, because I know you've got to go, mm-hmm. is one in four millionaires in America, or billionaires, sorry, I think it's one in four billionaires in America have two things in common. Sorry, one in four billionaires in America all study some form of ju- some form of martial arts or have done at some point in their life. One in four of those, so the, 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 the 25% that study the martial arts have another thing in common. One in four of those all have a military service background of some sort. Man. So fortunately for you, you're only halfway there, but I'm flying. Start jujitsu and I'll be a billionaire. <laughs> That's all I'm missing. <laughs> I just need to join the army and I'll be flying. Yeah, you'll have to go and do a couple of years in the army before you can be a billionaire. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I do that. Um, but yeah, that, that's very interesting. I think that, like, obviously, the two things in common there is they obviously just both breed huge levels of discipline. And Self- dis- discipline and self-respect, because yeah. you you have to respect yourself enough to take yourself to a higher level. Yeah. I also think dissolving your ego. In the military, I imagine you can't have an ego. Oh, you have massive ego. Like the biggest ego in the world. But someone will call you out on it if you don't pass it. Like if, if you tried, if, if, if like, what, I don't know what you'd call them, like the people above you who shout at you and all that, what are they called? Depends. You're, like oh, you yeah. commander. Say, say someone who's above you, your boss is fucking giving you shit and he's screaming at you in the face and you try and stand up to him i imagine you get fucking hammered yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There's no... you can't you can't have that ego because yeah. you'll get fucking obliterated just simply by the structure that exists within the yeah. military and it's the same in in, in fighting in jujitsu for example imagine me walking in... into yeah I don't know, is it called a dojo that's karate isn't it yeah, I don't, I don't know what it's called for you. I don't know. It's just, you, 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 step, you step onto the mat. Step, step onto, the, onto mat. the mat. With a big foot, with my big fucking massive ego that no one can take me down. Yeah. On day one. And of, some fucking seven yeah. stone little skinny bean pole just absolutely wraps you up and chokes you the fuck out. Some like 12 year veteran who's about fucking eight stone wet just come and wraps me up like a pretzel, leaves yeah. me on the floor crying. There's obviously the ego and then that probably allows you to then 
fucking forget about what people's opinions are of you. You chase your dreams and you've got no fear of failure because it doesn't matter to you any, anymore because you failed so many times. You've been at the bottom. You know what it feels like and you know that you want more. You're not scared of, of less. You've already been there. Nice. Nice. Thank you for listening. I feel like that was a nice episode. And if if, if that lad was listening, hopefully you listened throughout and, and he... He's now going to not only improve his coaching service, he might start jujitsu and just become a billionaire. He might get better at jujitsu than me and come and film you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. See you Thanks, in the next guys. episode.